Arizona sports, the local sports leader. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Max Starks. Max Starks. Maximum Maximum Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Please welcome, from the University of Florida, tackle Max Starks. All right, one more segment of Maximum Football. Max Starks pulling up a chair in studio. Tim Ring, Ron Wolfley. Good to be with you guys here on a Wednesday. Max, let me just get right to you with this DeAndre Hopkins stuff. It can obviously go quite a few different directions. We don't know if he's going to be back next year. May want to trade. Cardinals may want to trade him. So let me just give you a real easy one. Your perspective right now on where the Cardinals are at with Hopkins and where you think Hopkins may be at with the Cardinals. I, I think this may have run its course. I only say that because you look at the beginning of this year, obviously missing time, which forced the Cardinals to then trade for Marquise Brown, a la also trying to placate to Kyler. Now you get through the season, and there are moments on the sideline. There's fractures in the communication. There's coming in between said quarterback and former head coach in moments. I think that if if it's me and, I, and I'm coming in with a new head coach, I'm coming in with a new GM, I'm trying to do a fresh start, this is one of those things I don't want the lingering effects. Yeah. And then now you're going to have a, a, a Kyler Murray who's going to come in mid to late season potentially with his recovery well, let's hope not. It's well, September is when I'm thinking of. It could be more like October. Yeah, right. that, that is what I'm thinking. I mean, it's, it's an ACL for a guy who yeah. uses his legs for a living. Right. It's going to be a little bit different than me, who yes. my ACL, it took me exactly hey, nine months. We're telling you to get out there anyways. So yeah, okay? exactly. exactly. Telling you. Hey, put a brace on it, throw some bubble <laughs> right. gum on it, you'll be fine. Yes, tape, it, tape it up and go. Right, right up, please. Tiger bomb and a Toradol shot, son. Get out there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, but so I think that's where if you want to create less cloudiness, that's the best for all parties um, involved in this process. And I think that's where I think it most likely goes, whether it's him, whether it's the organization. I think for both of them, clean break is probably the best solution. Yeah, you know, for me right now, I just look at DeAndre Hopkins, and this is a guy that can still play. That's it's undeniable. He's thirty years the value. old. Value the value is there, and you know, there are going to be some teams, teams that think, "Man, we're close. We're 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 close. Um, we we need a wide receiver. Footsteps. That's what we need. We're on the footsteps. Exactly right. And we're going to pick up the phone and call. I think the Cardinals are going to get a lot of calls on DeAndre Hopkins. And there's value in there's those value calls. there. Yes, there is. Max, there's value there. Look at it this way: if the Ravens can find somebody to give up a first round pick for Hollywood Brown. Yeah, the Cardinals huh. should be able to find somebody go? enough to yeah. give up a first round pick, <laughs> and not that he wouldn't be dumb. I'm just kind of kidding. But like, if, if seriously, if there's a team out there willing to give up a number one for Hollywood, there should be another team out there willing to give up a number one for DeAndre. I, you know, Hopkins. I don't know if you're going to get that though at 30 years of age. It's just a completely and the contract dynamic and the yes, contract. I get it. it. There is, but I, there's plenty of day two. Yeah, I know. plenty of day two. I know. And what exactly could you possibly get for D? hop. I don't know, but I guarantee you all I need 
are two phone calls. Okay, three or more is beautiful. And (laughs) then now now you're knocking at the end of the first round if you have three competitive buyers in that. And I'd say, hello, Giants. Hello, New York Giants. Hello, well, that's, guys. That's not a bad. That's not a bad. That's idea. not a bad spot. I look at it this way: they may not be able to get a first round pick, but that's where they should start. I mean, I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. I mean, let's start oh, with yeah. that, right? Yeah, and, of and, course. And if you can get if you can get something like that, whether yeah. it's next year or, or this year, yeah, you float you float a trigger. You, yeah, you float a first around there, and then if you land with two twos or a two and a three, you're still hauling in positive stuff in day two, especially given that you know that Miami is already down one in the first round. So there's only 31 picks in that yeah. first round. So now even more value comes in as you look at, at, at that second round and that third round. Yeah, and you, you know how it goes with coaches and head coaches as well, the hirings and the firings, man. Whatever you fired, you typically go exactly the opposite. Yes, That's what you do. <laughs> so you know that there's probably, most likely, going to be some head coach that comes in as the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals and he's got a strong strong culture He's got a strong belief as to how we're going to play the game of football, what we're going to do, how we're going to go about our business. This is who we are, and that means we're going to practice, and we're not going to have a walkthrough on Wednesday anymore. We're actually going to practice. That's what I see happening, and if that's the case, D-Hop and his policy of not practicing. We talk about practice, coach. Yeah, exactly. We talk about practice. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that also would weigh into this. Yeah, that would be that would be a direct conflict, right? And something that you could avoid in the interviewing process if you're Michael Bidwell and whoever else he has in that room. Like, right? Okay, I got a guy that's not going to fit into this. So, all right, let's go ahead and let's open up the phone lines to caller number seven. You know, I tell them what they want, Johnny. Exactly, and I think if, and especially if you can get more pieces in yep. the draft that bolsters that new coach's position to go get his guys, that's that's going to be a win win for everybody involved. Um, but that's why that's where I think I, I don't think D, D Hop is a Cardinal next year. Well, you know it's interesting the the days of D Hop don't miss games those days are over and he's played in nineteen games. I know the last two seasons. So when, and when they got him, he he had only missed two games in his career. When they made the trade, and they, they only traded with a third round pick and a second, a second, second, and David Johnson. No, it was Once a great, again. it was a great trade. Yeah, exactly. Second round pick and pretty much a box of donuts. So that's good. <laughs> you don't have any, do you? <laughs> no, I, I wish I did. Craig ate them all. <laughs> he would. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's interesting though. Before we hit the break, Max Wolf was talking a lot about culture and about a new coach coming in here and saying we're going to do it this way now. Uh, what what happened before? Or that's not playing here under my regime. No fruit cups and, uh, and, and sit downs. Orange, orange slices at, uh, at training camp. Uh, you know, and, but maybe and maybe with the focus has been on. Well, well if you had one, don't act like you weren't on the sidelines and grabbed one of those off no, the cart. Can, can I just say this? No, and I've said this many times in the past. I can't even think of. I'm out there. I'm playing the game of football, man. 
I'd like a piece of pineapple. <laughs> you know, I mean, just, just, just a berry parfait. I mean, honestly, totally, just, totally get me in the right place right now. You know, I used to be out there on the field right now. Somebody give me my mouth guard because I want to bash your face in. <laughs> well, or maybe you, a steak, just extra uh, raw. I mean, you know just, what I'm saying? I'm I, not I mean, thinking of consuming food. Consuming no. you, yes. So when, yeah. you're, when you're in the middle food, of... no. When you're See, in the Dan Campbell of, would love you because you'd right? bite kneecaps instead of, instead of fruit slices. No, I wouldn't. I'd hit him right in the face. No, I wouldn't, Dan. I'd hit him right in the face. Full speed. Unless it's a cut Right block. in the face. Cut. No, I wouldn't. Backside I'd still hit him block. in the face. So you're saying if you're offset on, you got to go get the end man in line of scrimmage opposite side, right? The closer. You're not look, You're not look, going for the cut. Look, Don't act like that. No, I, I, yeah. I would. You're, you're bringing specific plays up. That's I'm what I'm saying. It's not a lead every play. Right it's now. not a lead. I'm speaking in generalities. Bash you in the face. That's what I, Listen, when I did that, I got killed a lot of the time. I got killed. But I bashed you in the face, brah. You were going to remember it, even though Ron might not have. <laughs> Did you call me Ron? What are you doing? <laughs> well, I mean, it's football. You're Wolf now. Okay, I mean, I feel right. like, you know, it's exactly. Ron. I know all Ron the Wolf then. families. Okay. Yes, I know. <laughs> you. I have to call Craig Craig. I, you, know, and I, you know, so it just it happens. Yes. Something tells me walking off the field after two-a-days, <laughs> five weeks of two-a-days, Wolf and his teammates were not going, where are the snacks? I was told there'd be snacks. Sorry, is there Cheez-Its? <laughs> Cheez-Its. Yeah. I'll take pretzel sticks. Where's the snack cart? <laughs> Where's my Evian? All right, we get it. <laughs> Here, here's a hose. Have some water. Exactly. <laughs> I wish I had some pineapple right now. Fresh rubber from that hose, too. It, it, yeah. it just is a nice flavoring. Hey, Bear Bryant would even let his guys drink water. Joe Pa used to put oats in it and tell him to wash his face. Wash your face in it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Max, uh, always appreciated, man. All right. What could be la- what could last night Don't shock you? Don't sleep in your car before you go home, please, okay? Don't. It's just a nap. It's just a nap. Okay. Just go to break, Maloney. <laughs> Back in a Get us bit. out of here. Get us out of here. Arizona Sports. Breaking news. So, really quickly, guys, um, according to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, one of the most coveted GM candidates, 49ers assistant GM Adam Peters, has declined requests to interview with the Titans and the Cardinals. Wow. Wow. Okay, so why would you do that? And that was one of the candidates that you liked, right, Wolf? Yes. Yes. He's the assistant general manager, is he not, Adam Peters? Yes. Yes, they had... Correct, for the 49ers. They had reached out to two members of the front, 49er front office, Rand Carthen and Adam Peters, talking yes. about they, the Arizona Cardinals. John Lynch ain't going anywhere from where I sit. Yeah. So I wonder... He's got to be. He's got to be looking to... To, to get promoted in his career, does he have another gig lined up? Yeah. Is he just not interested in trying to fix what's broken here? Uh, but to decline an interview is Yeah, a, you know, honestly, that is weird right there. It is. I, I didn't, I'm trying to process this uh, live on the air, and it's very difficult. And the reason being is because what do you have to lose by actually interviewing you know, I, you can always say no. Unless he, if they want to hire you, you can always say, no, I'm not going to do it. Unless he's got a handshake agreement that, to take another job as a GM somewhere. That's the only and, way it would make sense to me. Like, I'm not going to waste your time because I'm going here. 
I can't imagine. As I mean, if you're a guy that wants to be a general manager exactly. and, and there's a question mark that is up in the air about where you might go, what your next step is, you want your name out there just just to get your name out there for anybody else, not only this year, but even next year that may want to interview you. And you want to go through the process. You know why you want to go through the process. You want to get reps yeah. going through the process of what is it like. You want the experience of going through the process of being interviewed. I, the, the only thing you can think of is it's a situation where he's... He's got another gig somewhere else. That's the only thing I can think of because I, I I doubt the ego of a professional. I doubt an assistant GM would say that situation isn't good for me. I I, I would like to think these guys feel like I'm the guy that can fix the situation. Sure. Plus, I'm going to get a raise. Sure. Like yeah. I, that's what you guys Serious think. Raise. People think. But again, (laughs) questioning whether or not you can fix the situation as well. It's still, once again, go through the process. How's it going to hurt to go through the process? It makes you better, more experienced. Your name is out there. I I don't know why you'd you'd do that. So the Cardinals now reportedly, according to Jim Trotter, have interviewed Jerry Reese, former Giants GM. And these are the names that were out there, various different reporters reporting the Cardinals had an interest in or actually requested to speak with Ian Cunningham, who's the Bears assistant GM, Rand Carthen, the 49ers director of pro personnel, Adam Peters, who apparently now, uh, per the breaking news, courtesy Aaron Maloney, Peters has declined uh, to interview with the Cardinals and also Monty Osenfort, uh, the Titans director of player personnel, is on the Cardinals shortlist, at least for now. And we presume there will be more names as well, as well as Adrian Wilson uh, and Quinton Harris. But that is, a, yeah, that's an odd one, Wolf. I, we'll, we'll know the answer in a couple of weeks with Adam Peters and why he decided that he would not even want to interview uh, for the Cardinals GM job. I did think that if Peters or Carthen got the job from the 49ers, that may open the door for Demeco Ryans being the head coach. I mean, that's just kind of putting two and two uh, together. So uh, we'll see how that breaks down. Anyway, uh, the Phoenix Suns last night, back to the 500 mark. They they spent a couple of days under 500. Nobody liked it. Now they're back to 21 and 21. 125-113, the final last night over the Warriors and Wolf. That really only tells part of the story. A, they led it by 27 at one point. B, the, 40, uh, the uh, 49ers, the Warriors made a run. <laughs> My Bay Area teams, the, yes. the Warriors made a run in the fourth quarter and the Suns were actually able to hold them off. But keep in mind, uh, the Suns playing without Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Campaign, DeAndre Ayton, Landry Shamit, and Cam Johnson last night. Mikel Bridges, the only starter on the floor, led him in scoring with 26, but I mean everybody. Everybody contributed to that win last night, and it was something to watch. What's amazing about what you just read, the guys that missed this game for the Phoenix Suns, it affected the Warriors more than it did the Suns. Probably. Interesting. Um, human nature is real, and we forget this, Basinonians, from time to time, of course. We have this tendency to believe that professional athletes, be because they're so incredibly talented and so much of the time don't look like you and I, uh, we have this tendency to feel like they were beamed down from the mothership. You know, they're, they're alien or something. No, no, no. They're, they're human beings, and human nature is alive and well, and that was on display last night. 
the Golden State Warriors, they they thought they were going to roll the Phoenix Suns, in my opinion. And you're talking about some guys that um, Draymond Green and Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Would you say those guys are, are newbies? <laughs> These guys are some cold, hard killers, some pros. And yet, the way they started... The first half, you look at it, Golden State, they got to the line for the first time at the 3 minute and 27 second mark of the second quarter. They got to the line. There was only 3 minutes and 27 seconds left before they took their first free throw. Does that sound like the Golden State were? No, it does not. As a matter of fact, they turned the ball over 11 times. Their assist total was way down. You're talking about the best team in the league in terms of assists. The Golden State Warriors getting 29.3 assists per game. They they weren't sharing the ball. They were turning it over. They shot 35% from the field. What? Why is that? Now listen, the Suns were playing hard. There's no doubt about it. The guys they ran out there, they played super hard, man. Yet at the same time, you can't convince me that the Golden State Warriors thought they were going to roll the Phoenix Suns. And complacency is a horrible master. No, there's no question. They felt, just roll the ball out there. We're looking at who the Suns are putting on the court tonight. All we got to do is show up, and we'll get a win. They hosted up 48 threes. A lot of that was a product of being down by as many as 27 in the game. But a lot of heroes for the Suns last night. I I mentioned Mikel Bridges with the 26 points to lead the way. But Dario Saric, big time clutch buckets, had 19 points. Seven assists. Damian Lee comes off the bench, 22 points. Wolf knocked down all 14 of his free throws, yes. including a bunch in the clutch to put that game away. And even a guy like Torrey Craig, I talked about it earlier, blue collar night for Craig. 12 points, 14 rebounds, six offensive rebounds. And then everybody else, Ish and Akogi and Landale and Biz, they all contributed impactful and influential plays that added up to that victory last night for the Suns. Now it doesn't get any easier, unfortunately. you got to go on the road again tonight. You get in late to Denver, and you got an 8 o'clock tip-off tonight uh, against the, the Denver Nuggets, and I'll tell you, Wolf, when they when they rallied to beat the Grizzlies shorthanded on the road a while back, that was that was a hell of a performance uh, for the Suns that night. It was a much needed win. They killed the Grizzlies pretty much like they, they, they dogged the Warriors last night. But then the very next night, same scenario. It was a Tuesday, Wednesday. They go to Washington, and they had nothing in the tank. And they <laughs> lost by 25. And let me tell you something. The, neg- the Nuggets are a lot better than the Wizards. So it is going to be tough to summon the energy and the and the spunk needed to win uh, a game again shorthanded on back-to-back nights. So, but the important thing is they got a W. The losing streak is over. They're back in the win column because this thing had the potential to get real ugly when I'm talking about a losing streak here. Yeah, you know what I love, too? Do we have the cut of Monty Williams talking about this team in the force, using the word the force once again? This is, I, I love this because the Suns played with force last night Arizona Sports breaking news I know. Sorry, I have to do this, though. Um, according to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, the Cardinals have received permission to speak with Saints coach Sean Payton Well, good 
He's just gonna. Uh, I mean, Do you still a, want that cut? <laughs> Start breathing. Okay, here we go. Um. Okay, no. <laughs> I don't. Can I just say, yo, oh, no, I can't. I, I don't even want to finish it. Um, okay. The the Cardinals have requested to speak to Sean No, Pay- they've received permission. Permission. Oh, my goodness. I heard that wrong. They have speak with him. Permission. See, that's why I didn't read the breaking news, Mason Onions, right? Hey, listen. My reaction to that is good, and I would hope so that Mike Bidwell would do his due diligence and at least try to speak to Sean Payton. So that's good. That's good. He's doing he's doing what he should be doing. Doesn't mean a deal's going to get struck. Doesn't mean Sean Payton's going to be here, Wolf. But I think a lot of Cardinal fans would be a little disappointed if they never even tried to reach out to Sean Payton. But obviously that is not the case. Mike Bidwell wants to talk to Sean Payton. All right, what do the Coyotes have to do to get back in the win column? We'll ask their head coach, Andre Turney, next here on the Wolf and Luke Show. Tim Ring in for Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. This is the Coyote Coaches Show with Wolf and Luke. All right, we are back 133 on a Wednesday. We left you with some breaking news that the Arizona Cardinals have received permission from the New Orleans Saints to speak with Sean Payton about their coaching opening. More on that in a bit, but from one potential Valley head pro coach to a current one, Andre Tourney, the Coyotes head coach, joins us now. Bear, good to talk to you. Always enjoy uh, you giving us some time here during the week. Uh, I'm Tim. Uh, Wolf is here as well. Uh, Andre, the, the, the team had trouble lighting the lamp a little bit in Chicago and then back home against Pittsburgh. But last night against San Jose, uh, two first-period goals, able to take a, a 2-1 lead in that game on the strength of a Hayton goal and a Fisher goal. Uh, but then in the second and third period, all the scoring belonged to the San Jose Sharks. They go on to get that win four two. Uh, just in your in your in your estimation, uh, the difference between your, your 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 hockey club between period one and periods two and three in terms of, of of scoring and letting that one go in favor of the Sharks last night. Well, I think I think we did a lot of good things. Uh, throughout that game. Uh, uh, you know, scoring sometimes it's it's just a matter of uh, of timing, getting a getting a fortunate stick and stuff like that. Because I think we did a lot of good things. I think we played well. Uh, I think we generate good good offense, good opportunity. But then you need to be able to capitalize to 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 to, to make the last play. And uh, we we came up short a little bit, even if we played a good game. Uh, professional sports is not a it's not about a moral victory. We want to win games. We want to, especially in front of our fans, and we take a lot of pride in that. But unfortunately, we could not close the deal. Bear, what happened in particular in that third period where the Sharks took control of this game? What happened? Well, I think we we still have generate good offense. We made a mistake early in the period. We 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 made a turnover. Uh, right from the get go, right from the start of the period, and then from there, the uh, it's always easier to play defensively when you have a lead. And they, they did a good job to close the game. They didn't give us much uh, because I don't think it was a lack of effort or commitment from our guys. I think our guys were were doing what they had to do, but unfortunately, we could not find a way to to get 
to get the big shot on that, the great opportunity, the, the, the opportunity will have help us to come back. I think we had a power play in that stretch, and that was a key moment, I think. If we could have uh, take advantage of that power play, I think that will uh, that was a key moment, and, and we couldn't. So uh, now we can try to find whatever reason and talk about why. But at, at the end of the day, we we're trying to go back at uh, our A game and talking about where we where we have to do to get back at that A game. And I think we in the last uh, couple games we did a lot of good things. But we need to find a way, like I said, pro sports is not about moral victory. We need to find mm-hmm. ways to, to, to win games. Yeah, Coach, I want to ask you about that because I obviously the every fan loves hearing that out of a head coach. We're not here for moral victory. So as the losing streak gets a little too long for everybody's liking here, are you seeing progress and growth, maybe not only with the team, but within those losses, are you seeing individual progress and growth? Is, are there any players that you'd like to single out in terms of guys that, even though the, the wins are not there lately, uh, you like what you're seeing out of them on the ice? Yeah, I like, I like the question. I think first first guy I have in mind is Barrett Eaton. Uh, mm-hmm. Early in the season, there were a lot of questions around Barrett, and people was wondering. And Barrett lately, since, since Christmas, actually, is our leading scorer. So he, he played really well. Uh, he always had the intensity, the compete level, but now he's, he's a little bit more confident. And he he enjoys more opportunity as well. We need to be honest. He, he gets he get the, the opportunity to play with uh, Kelvin Schmaltzy, and he's doing really good with them. So happy for him. Uh, he's a good guy. He's a hardworking guy. He's a culture guy. He's the kind of guy you root for him. You want him to have success. So seeing his performance lately, he's a certainly a guy we're uh, we're really happy for him some say the best goal you can score is the one you hear and i think of christian fisher and his yeah. goal that bear that was sick man that was sniper oh, yeah. time wasn't it absolutely that's well said it was sniper time it was really good execution good a few passes a lot of speed by fish and a hell of a shot so uh he's another guy who worked really hard and he's Super important leader in our team, so uh, he has a good season, and it's good to, to see him having success. And yesterday, in the moment where we needed him uh, as a leader, he played a really good good game. Hey, bear one more for you. You got the you got Ottawa coming up into town uh, tomorrow. Yep. I got to ask yep. you though. The, you know, the Senators are right around a, a, a 500 team, but I got to ask you, what is it about your team? You guys play your best hockey against the better teams in the league. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but but you know, it's uh, at the end of the day, we we're a competitive team, and if you don't arrive ready against us, we can we can we can surprise anybody. We we uh, we take a lot of pride in our work ethic, a lot of pride in the way we play, and I think we show up every night uh, to, to to win. And sometimes uh, when team arrive and we we are in our A game, and we, we sorry we close the medal really well. I think it put some uh, some trouble and something. All right, Coach. Always, Bear, thank you. Yep, Bear, thank you so much. Always appreciate the time. Once again, Coyotes, Ottawa, tomorrow night, Mullet Arena, 7 o'clock. They will drop the puck. Coach, good luck. Good to be with you. We'll see you again uh, next week. Wolf, before we hit the break, want to do get back to the breaking news, courtesy Ian Rappaport. Cardinals have received permission from the New Orleans Saints to speak with Sean Payton. So anybody wondering... If you know this thing was a pipe dream, yeah. or that the Cardinals aren't serious about Sean Payton, wouldn't 
it's the wheels are in motion. Don't, yeah, don't know where it's going to end up. Don't know, but the wheels are in motion. Don't know where it's going to end up at all. Um, you know, once again, uh, it's, it's man. It, for me, if you ask me, what would be the best case scenario? You would be to be able to bring Sean Payton into the organization to me. I mean, when you think about his coaching uh, ability, of course, and his reputation and the coach that he is, um, the fact that the general managership is open right now, I, I actually see that as a positive as well for him to come in here and be attracted to this team and this organization because of Kyler Murray and because of the situation that is open right now. And I think the ability to develop a guy like Adrian Wilson and Quentin Harris, both those guys underneath Sean Payton, um, I think that's only going to get them better because they're both going to be general managers themselves. I told you about the Ian Rappaport report. Tom Pelissero had some interesting things to say via Twitter as well. We're going to get to those on the other side of the break as we wrap up the show talking only Sean Payton and the Arizona Cardinals up until 2 o'clock. The countdown to Super Bowl 57 has begun and Bud Light, FanDuel, and Arizona Sports want you to be there in person. Text SUPER to 62620. Register and listen for your name starting February 6th and you can score a pair of tickets to the Super Bowl. Plus, you'll win tickets to the following events. FanDuel Party, Bud Light Music Fest, and the Super Bowl Experience. So text SUPER to 620 It's all access presented by Bud Light and FanDuel. By the way, Wolf has already reserved his spot for Gronk Beach, the party that Ron Gronkowski is throwing. <laughs> Gronk Beach! That's right up Wolf's alley. All right, we come back. Sean Payton to the cards, the wheels in motion. Well, the initial stages uh, are underway as the Cardinals get permission from the Saints to talk to Sean Payton. We'll talk more about that coming up on the other side of the timeout. Tim ring in for Luke Lipinski. It's Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You've been listening to the Coyote Coaches Show with Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, kicking it for the last 14 minutes here on Wolf and Luke. Tim Ring in for Luke. Going to be with you all day, uh, Wolf. And a little excitement here late in the day. Ian Rappaport tweeting 20 minutes ago. I'll read the tweet so there's no ambiguity. The Arizona Cardinals have received permission to speak with Saints coach Sean Payton, sources say, as they plot out their coaching search. One of the more coveted coaches available, Payton, also has an interview looming with the Denver Broncos. And then, just two minutes ago, Peter Schrager, also with the NFL Network, tweets the Houston Texans have also requested permission from the New Orleans Saints to speak with Sean Payton, per sources. Payton cannot formally interview with any team until January 17th. Back to the Cardinals now. Tom Palacero, another tweet of note. And it's important to get these in there because Cardinal fans got to be briefed on what is happening as they drive around the valley here on a Wednesday. Palacero tweets, mentioned in the story with Rap Sheet last weekend on the looming changes with the Cardinals that Sean Payton had been doing his homework on the Arizona job. He's a Kyler Murray fan. And with no GM in place, it would be an opportunity to set up the whole operation. So that's what we have today. We also do 
Aaron Maloney, have Sean Payton on the Colin Coward Show talking about if he were Kyler Murray's coach, this is what he'd do. It still gets back to offensively a, a package that suits his talents, but also takes some pressure off of him as well. And so, look, what would I like to see? I, I'd love to see him uh, have a better running game under center. I'd love to see him hand the ball off to another really good player and take a deep breath. Some layups. Yeah, right there. You know what? He's talking about evolving the offense, right? This is something that I think has to happen with the Arizona Cardinals going forward. Evolving the offense, moving the quarterback around, under center, pistol, shotgun, do it all, man. Blend the two. He, I love the fact he actually says take the pressure off him as well. That is something, that is a head coach right there. That is a guy that is a quarterback guru, a guy that actually works with quarterbacks a lot. Sean Payton, of course, thinking about taking the pressure off. That and also, too, they have a really good player, don't they? His name is James Conner. They do. And if you're telling me you're going to put Kyler Murray under center more, you know the tackle zone is coming. Oh, remember? Remember James Conner? Getting those reps at the tackle zone, the stretch play. Remember scoring is a touchdown from 22 yards out on that play right there. It's something that has to be developed. And um, the Cardinals have that guy. They can attack the line of scrimmage in a north-south way and then use that play action to throw the ball down the field. That's what he's talking about. Evolve the offense. Take the pressure off Kyler Murray and hand the ball off. Man, I you got my attention, Sean. Well, I'll tell you this. The... For the Cardinals and Sean Payton right now, this could just be square one. This could be step one. Or depending on Sean Payton and how much he covets this particular job and quarterbacking Kyler Murray and wanting to live in the Valley, which when you get older as a coach, where you want to live is a factor. I know people ignore that sometimes, but it but it is. Can they compensate him? What per se the Broncos may be able to compensate Sean Payton. So there's there's a lot that has to be worked out here. Plus, is the Chargers job coming open? Is the Rams job coming open? Is yeah. the Cowboys job yeah. coming open? The Chargers I mean, job, I don't see that coming open. I, it would have to be I, an, I it would have to be it's, an embarrassing. Yeah, I know something playoff loss, but yeah. at least it's you know is it is it floating around out there as a possibility? Yeah, no, maybe yes. a little bit wolf. You know, so there's there's some unknowns here. But despite all those unknowns, if Sean Payton is like, Mike, this is where I want to be. Let's do a deal. Give me the, you know, and all of a sudden this could happen very quickly. But we don't, we don't know. It, it, it could go a lot of different ways here. I, there, do there, I just want to say this, too, because there, Sean Payton said some other things in regard to Kyler Murray. And he didn't specifically mention Kyler Murray. But some of the other things he would do as well, he was talking about how he would build uh, the offense and his expectation of Kyler Murray running the ball. Do we have that cut as well, cut two? No, we do not. But it was it was like you were saying, it was putting Kyler under center, not not relying on Kyler to be Superman and to make every play yes. uh, with his legs or his arm or something spectacular. 
I think we, okay, no, we don't have it. Okay, great. Um, he said this, I think when I need those impact plays from Kyler Murray, they're going to come spontaneously, red zone or third down. But I think we're counting on those every week. And if we are, that is a stressful job for him. Okay, we got the cut. Go ahead. I'd love to see him uh, have a better running game under center. I'd love to see him hand the ball off to another really good player and take a deep breath. Some layups. And I, I, I want to see him have a few more layups. And I think when I need those plays, they're going to come spontaneously. The red zone or third down. Um, but I think that if we're counting on those every week, that's a stressful job. Like we're There it is right there. Okay, what he just said right there, man, I butchered it out of memory. <laughs> I butchered it. What he just said right there, he wants those plays to come spontaneously. You know what he's really saying right now, Basinonians? He's saying this, we're not going to build our offense through Kyler Murray having to run the ball in order to be successful. Because if you're building your offense around that, you're, you're building your offense around disaster is what you're doing. You're doing it the wrong way. You don't. What he's saying is he wants he wants Kyler Murray to spontaneously use his legs. That's what you want. But if you're going to say we're going to build our offense where Kyler Murray is going to, we're going to call his number eight to ten times. I'm telling you right now, you're in trouble. And that's what he's saying. Adam Peters. Now he was on the Cardinals shortlist for GM. 49ers assistant GM. We learned earlier today Peters has declined to even speak with the Cardinals. Well, this is purely speculation, but we talked about maybe Peters already having another job. The other side of the coin is it's a small it's a small family, these NFL front offices. If Peters thinks that Mike Bidwell's already got his guy, mm. Whoa. So, right. wait, wait a minute. So, the Sean Payton. Okay. If, if, if Peters were to think that Mike Bidwell's already got his guy, why would I go bother doing that? This is something to think about. I, I, because people care about that stuff. Yes, they do. Adam Peters would care about that stuff, maybe, if, in fact, through the grapevine, they were here. Okay, that's a, it's a possibility. Listen, I don't want to get, I don't want to get too ahead of myself. You don't want to put the car before kinda, the horse. I, I kind of feel like I'm over my skis over when it skis. comes to the Sean Payton story. Um, hey, they're in the mix. Yeah, they're in the mix. They're in the mix. That right? much we do know. They're, they're, they're in the mix, but. I, I don't want to lose my mind, okay? I don't want to do that. I just like the fact that Mike Bidwell's grabbing the bat out of the out of the bucket in the dugout. He's walking up to the plate, yeah. and he's ready to take some cuts at the best and brightest available this offseason. Yeah. He's just going to get a lot. There's a lot of jobs that are out there right now. Okay, what does Houston really have? Right, Denver, uh, Houston. <laughs> If, if, the, if, um, if the Denver Broncos are ready to start paying $25 million a year for their head coach, that could be a problem. For Maloney behind the glass, Jesse Morrison doing his thing back there. Sarah, Eric, and the one and only Wolf. I'm Tim Ring. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll check in with you again next time. Burns and Gambo, straight up 2 o'clock. Coming up.